Hello and welcome back to the Big Bold Faith Podcast. We are a podcast dedicated to getting anchored, to getting bold in our everyday faith. And what that looks like is it's consistent. It's courageous. It's going out into the world. It's knowing whose and who you are, knowing that we are King's kids at the end of the day and that our faith matters. And if it is your first time, hello, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. If you've been for a while, I'm so excited. Today's episode has really just been on my heart today. And so I'm jumping into this thing. It's going to be quick because, yeah, I'm just going with the flow in the season. And so I'm excited for you to be here. I'm excited for you to learn and just be attuned to whatever God lays on your heart for this episode. So let's jump into this thing. Today, 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 um, as we're talking about just the mission of the podcast, I am in prayer and fasting and the topic for today is faith. And it got me to thinking just based on this journal entry that I wrote, because I I just love to see God work. I love God to like take things and expand them and show me in different ways when I'm able to be quiet enough. And prayer and fasting certainly does that. So my question that I want us to explore together today, um, because as I was reading it, I was like, this is so good, God. Like, I want to share this with my faith binders. I want to explore this topic and see if they resonate with it. And just to like, just be open, like no formal structure of an agenda today, just kind of, you know, rock with it. And the question goes, how can I surrender control today to choose to have faith for all things? Well, before we even jump into my response of that thing, I circle highlighted and did all the things to choose. And I think so often we allow society, we allow the church, we allow what other people have said to tell us to take a passive approach when it comes to faith, when in actuality, we have to choose. We have to be active in our faith. Everything that Jesus did in the scripture, you can go back, even the disciples, they were active in their faith. God could have talked about healing, but it was Jesus that went out and actually healed people. There was disciples that actually had to go out to have the faith to believe that the hands that they were going to lay on the children, that they were going to lay on the men and the women, that that was going to produce the will of God. And when I think about it, I think it's not that we have a lack of faith, it's that we have a passive approach to faith. When you're passive about something, you you aren't as passionate about it, right? Most times I think I would say that maybe we're not passionate about our faith. Maybe we don't see it. Maybe we've gotten tired of waiting and believing that we've started to lose trust in the Most High God. Maybe we've decided that we've had too many disappointments, that we like our control, and that's really the approach of our passiveness. When we sit back and we just say, oh, I'm just going to have faith, then it doesn't really manifest into anything. And you don't really trust God from a place where it's anchored deep down in you that's unshakable. It also requires us to choose faith on a daily basis. We often will choose faith or ask for faith when we're in a storm, when we're in a crisis, when we're in a circumstance where we need help. And the realization, you guys, is that you're going to have to choose faith even when you don't want to choose faith. You're going to have to wake up every single morning and say, 
and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like y'all are thinking it because no one's gonna say this. I don't really need you today, God, but I'm gonna choose you anyway. That's where we need to get to in the space of believing for more, getting excited for more with the expectations because that's what faith is. Faith is going with expectation in everywhere that you go of like, God, I'm going to surrender my experience. I'm going to surrender the things that I've done in the past, the successes, and even my education and my experience and my skills set and my notoriety today. That's experience, you guys. I am surrendering my experience, but I'm coming with my expectation because my expectation is rooted in you. It is not rooted in me because I'm going to have to die to myself to be able to get to you, God. So that's the first part of this exploration. And I would ask you, and I would ask that you explore that question of, do you choose faith? Do you actively choose faith daily? And maybe your answer is no, and that's fine. You can sit, you can meditate on it. You can ask God, why don't I not choose it? What is causing me confusion? Why don't I want to be so passionate about faith anymore? What happened to me, God? What incident, Lord, show me, reveal to me? And maybe it's not even just praying, but maybe just being aware and attuned to times where you seek faith, but you don't seek faith in other seasons. So that's part one. Part two is the answer to, (laughs) I know, the, the answer to my question, and I will repeat the question. It says, how can I surrender control today to choose to have faith for all things? Ooh, y'all. I'm not going to get into this, but I'm just say surrender. That means you're going to have to like let go. That's an active approach as well. You're going to have to open your hands. No one's going to pry them from you. That was not part of what I was thinking about, but let's jump into my answer. My answer was, I, I'm going to use my pros here. I get to lean into discomfort and unknown, you guys. I get to, or for other people, I have to lean into discomfort and unknown. Now, The reason why this stuck out for me is this morning, way before I got into this journal entry, I was actually in the book of Acts. I was in the book of Acts 17, and I'm going to read it for you, and then I'll give you context to what I'm thinking when it comes to this topic of an unknown God. So we're in the book of Acts. Um, It's Acts 17. Um, During this time, Paul is running for his life because... You know, Paul was bold in these streets and literally people were out to get him. And so he was running from city to city and town sign. And he finally arrives in Athens. And I will read starting in Acts 17, 16 in the ERV version. It goes, while Paul was waiting for Silas and Timothy in Athens, he was upset because he saw that the city was full of idols. In the synagogue, he talked with the Jews and with the Greeks who were worshipers of the true God. He also went to the public square every day and talked with everyone who came by. Some of the Epicurean and some of the Stoic philosophers argued with him. Some of them said, this man doesn't really know what he's talking about. What is he trying to say? People will like fight you for your faith, y'all. I'll just add that in there. Paul was telling them the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So they said, he seems to be telling us about other gods. They took Paul to a meeting of the, I do not know how to say this word, you guys. I'm just going to bypass it and say council because I do not know all things at this moment and I don't know that thing. But they took Paul to a meeting of the council. They said, please explain to us this new idea that you have been teaching. The things you were saying are new to us. We have never heard this teaching before, and we want to know what it means. The people of Athens and the foreigners who lived there spent all their time either telling or listening to the latest ideas. 
Then Paul stood up before the meeting of the council and said, Men of Athens, everything I see here tells me that you are very religious. I was going through your city and I saw the things you worship. I found an altar that had these words written on it, to an unknown God. You worship a God that you don't know. This is the God I want to tell you about. Now, you guys, I said an unknown, right? To lean into discomfort, to lean into the unknown. Let's go into the definition of what unknown means. The second or third definition of known unknown means something that requires discovery, identification, or clarification. Oftentimes, and I'll say for me when I was writing this out, me leaning into the discomfort is going to be me leaning into a space that I'm not 100% sure that it's going to work out. That is also building your faith, right? When we when we talk about faith, oftentimes, most times believers, we like have a very 50-50 chance that we like actually believe in what we believe in. And then when God comes through, we like celebrate and we are excited And a lot of us have the power and authority of declaring and decreeing things that we're not, you know, 100% sure if it's going to happen, but we still trust God because we know that God can either give us or he can correct us. And that's how loving that he is. But let's get back to the topic at hand. When we lean into the discomfort, when we lean into the unknown, we get a chance to know God. When I started to read this scripture, I also realized that when Paul says, you guys are very religious, meaning that they did very things that checked off all the boxes that made them look like they were, you know, living I would say, I don't want to say a Christful life, but living like a religious life. They were living the life to the textbook. And others may have been like, oh, yeah, their life is together. They look like they're doing well and everything else. But it made me step back because when I thought about all the other shrines that had a label to them, that had a name to them, it got me to thinking that those shrines that were titled that had an actual name of God, little G, you guys, they were all kind of like attributes of God, but they were God single, like they weren't God and his wholeness and his fullness. So think about it like this. God is a whole being. And when we take parts of him, so if we say, oh God, uh, we love that you love people. And we just take that part out without understanding like the rest that makes him up. And we set that down, we label it and we idolize it and we worship it. We like, God, you're such a loving God, but that we don't also think that God is also like an almighty God, a sufficient God, a um, jealous God. Um, that's one of his names in the Bible, you guys. Like you, you can't split up God. You cannot segment God out into various different shrines, various different gods, because the big G turns into a little G, and then you turn your face from his eye to his hand. And a better demonstration and explanation is when the Israelites were at the mountain with Moses, Moses was up going to go get the Ten Commandments, and they decided to turn the very thing God had given them, the blessing, the gold from Egypt, they turn that thing into a calf and they end up worshiping the thing. I think so often, so many times that we have shrines that we are worshiping, and then we've got this unknown God in the back, and that is the capital G-O-D, and then we say, oh, I feel so distant. Oh, I'm not really sure. And that is the space that we need to lean into even more, that we get a chance to understand, even so much to the fact of saying, hey, God, I don't understand you in this season. You've done something before, and I don't know what you're going to do today. You might not do the same thing. You might try to do something else, but that's us stepping into discovery. That's us stepping into having identification and clarification. And when I think about 
unknown, I think that it may be challenging and we don't want that. We don't want, we want to make it feel like the walk with God is easy, that it's always understandable, that it's always makes sense. And I'm going to just speak personally. It don't, it be like real, like confusing some days. And I'd be like, but God, I still choose you today. I'm still choosing you today, God. It doesn't make sense, Lord. I'm fasting God and I'm not seeing anything, but I'm still choosing you, God. I'm out here in these streets with these like other people that don't believe in you, God, but I'm still choosing you today, God. I'm over here like in relationships and conversations with people and they're persecuting me, but I'm still choosing you, God, because I know that you can do something different. I know that you can show up. I know that you've been faithful to me, right? When we talk about being faithful, when we talk about being in faith, I think that that stems of being consistent. That consistency of someone showing up daily, consistently, on time, that builds trust in you. And you're like, oh yeah, that person's always showed up. And you have faith in that person. Much like myself, people know I'm an on-time person. You can expect your girl, Brittany Durfee, to always be on time to the schedule on set. And If I'm not, then you should be worried and concerned for my health. You should be like, where'd she go? Where is she? I didn't see her. Never has anyone, please correct me if I'm wrong, never has anyone ever lacked their faith in me showing up on time. Think about it as practical as that, you guys. I want us to actually sit back and think about how has God been faithful and consistent in your life? And I want it to be super practical. I want it to be like, you know, that expectancy that you get every single morning that you know that you have three meals. Faith is expectancy, right? Faith is expecting something and knowing that it's going to happen. When we know for some of us, most of us in America, we get a chance to eat three times a day. But when you don't get a chance to eat for some reason or whatnot, you're like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, I'm not, I'm not trusting this situation. I'm not trusting this atmosphere. For most of us, though, we come every single day with the faith to believe that we're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Some people believe in other people. Some people believe in other things. But that's the practical approach when it comes to having faith and consistency and saying, God, thank you for being faithful. Thank you that you allow me to have a house over my head. Thank you for always being consistent in that. Thank you for allowing me to always have fresh water. Thank you, Lord, for letting me always have the ability to walk. And you guys, I don't want us to minimize the... I don't want you to look at like, well, actually, there was a time when I fell and I wasn't able to like walk and I had to walk with a limp. Okay, cool. That happened. God healed you. Great. Let's give a praise for that. But like the consistency, the continuality, like God could have decided to turn you lame today and you would never walk again. But God still has given you breath in your lungs and you can be grateful for that consistency. God, like I might be walking around with a lame leg, but you still give me air in my lungs. You still give me the ability to speak. That is the faithfulness. That is him showing up. That is him giving us new mercies and new grace every single day that we don't, uh, we, that we don't deserve ever, 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 ever. And so, um, I want to challenge you with the same question that I wrote down to explore in your journaling time and meditation, just walking around maybe, um, and just being like God or just asking yourself, how can I surrender control today? to choose to have faith for all things. What is that area? What is that space? What is that thing that you need to surrender, that you need to let go, that you need to lean into the discomfort of an unknown God? God, I thank you for being Jehovah just by yourself. 
Thank you for being the great I am. Thank you for being our helper. Thank you for being our way maker. Thank you that you are faithful above all things, that you give us new mercies and new grace every single day, God. That's just how faithful you are, that you start each day with giving us a new allotment, a clean slate, new mercy and grace, God, favor, God. We thank you, Lord, that in your midst of us understanding you, Lord, it may seem like you're unknown, that you're far away, that we can't gather enough facts to actually know who you are, Lord. But let us lean into that discomfort. Let us lean into not knowing, God, because we know that you can show your face to us, Lord. You can show your face like you showed Moses on the mountain, Lord, when he went to you, Lord, and he asked, Lord, what is it that is your will, God? When he went to go get the Ten Commandments, God, it was you you, God, that showed your face. Lord, I pray that we just able to experience your face. Lord, I know that we would, we are never consecrated enough nor holy enough to be in your full presence, Lord, but you allow a way. You allow the way of your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins to make a way for us to come boldly before your throne, God. Lord, I pray for the person that has self-doubt right now, Lord. I pray that you're revealing and you're getting to the heart and the core of why we don't believe, why we want to be in control of our lives, why we want to make other shrines of your characteristics versus going to you as a whole being God. God, I pray against and I repent against the times that we try to do life by ourselves, God, that we try to be faithful to ourselves or we try to be faithful to people more than we were faithful to you, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you were just opening eyes and that you're lifting things and lifting mindsets right now, Lord, that we're in confusion, Lord. Lord, I pray against the enemy's tactics to confuse us and try to still our hope, to try to still our faith, God, because what's better than trying to kill us is to rob us, Lord. Lord, to steal from us the hope and the light that's in us, Lord. If we don't trust in you, God, who do we trust in? If we trust in this world, God, we trust in in Satan, God. We trust in the adversary instead, Lord. You say to be to renew our minds, but not to not to be conformed to this world, God. I think that's intentional, Lord. Us being conformed means that we trust in the world more than we trust in you, God. And let us not forget, Lord, that you made the earth, you made the atmosphere, your hand is in everything. And how much more as that we believe in the world versus the maker. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you are just in this space, changing hearts, changing mindsets, changing our beliefs, allowing us to get bold and courageous in faith, that you will make your word known, that we will go back to you, that we will run back to you, God, that we will actively choose our faith today. In your son's precious name, Jesus, who is higher above all names, who sits right beside you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.